thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the awesome co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is a rock star. He is a legend. He is oh. Dr. Damien Christoph. Damo. Oh, jeepers. I, you know, when we've actually, we're going to speak to a real live legend today, and you call me a legend. I'm not a legend, not compared to this guy, but thank you, MP. It's great to be with you again. No worries, Damo. You're right, though. We are about to speak to one of the world's living legends, as we like to do on 100 Not Out. We are going to shoot across the ocean to Malaysia, where we catch up with a man known in his country as the Flying Doctor. Our next guest is a three-time Olympian, a national record holder, and at the 2006 Commonwealth Games was given the title of Honorary Medical Advisor. In 1966, he was crowned the fastest man in Asia, winning three gold medals at the Asian Games. He's now in his 70th year, 70 in November, still going strong. Tan Sri, Dr. Jager Thixon, welcome to 100 Not Out. Thank you, uh, Marcus, and uh, hello, Damien. Hello, it's a Jager. pleasure to be on your show. It's so good to have you on our show. It's, it's such an exciting thing to have someone who's achieved so much come to our show and share with our listeners uh, wisdom and secrets about aging successfully and aging well. Now, we know that you age well and you're doing a great job at aging. At 70 years old, you're still very much involved in the community. What, can you tell us a little bit about your story, how you got to where you are today? Well, I mean, uh, it's been a 70-year-old, 70 70-year 70 journey, you know. I mean, we start as kids, uh, we build, uh, we pick things that we like to do. In my case, uh, athletics came naturally to me, and uh, it was a family uh, tradition to be in athletics in those days. Uh, athletics at that time was a, or a purely amateurish activity. And uh, somehow, as I went through my school years uh, and university years, I managed to excel in athletics as well as continue my academic career uh, without taking a break or without taking any uh, special considerations. Uh, I had also the ambition to become a doctor at the same time, and I pursued that uh, with uh, interest and vigor as well. And I combined the two activities uh, uh, and managed to continue to do that till today because I still practice as a doctor uh, in various uh, areas as well as still continue to contribute to the uh, sports medicine and anti-doping activities of the international sports organizations such as the uh, Commonwealth Games Federation and the Olympic Council of Asia. So what you're saying then, uh, Jager, is that there's uh, really no excuse of time, is there? People can't say as they're aging that they don't have time to be fit and healthy because uh, you've got uh, your fingers in a lot of pies and you're still able to maintain and improve your health on a daily basis. Basically, it is a philosophy, a philosophy of leading a healthy lifestyle based uh, essentially on three principles. You know, The first one is to be physically active and have a good physical activity program that fits in with the recommendations of the people who know about these things. Uh, I can elaborate this a little bit later, but essentially to lead a physically active lifestyle. And then uh, to 
manage your time. Because managing time is important to be able to do the different things you need to do. For example, one of the common uh, excuses that people give for not exercising is that they do not have enough time, they lead busy lives, uh, both at work and in the home, and they can't set aside that half an hour or so that you need to keep fit. Mm. But if you manage your time well, you'll be able to squeeze that in, in different ways. So basically, time management is the second uh, philosophy. Mm. And the third one is the ability to manage stress. And if you're able to do all these things together, they, they feed on and nourish each other. And they are okay, absolutely ha- interlinked. I have to ask you, Jager. Um, one, I would just want to say to Damo, how many people do we have to interview, Damo, that continually say exercise? Every single person that ages well is exercising. Uh, cannot drum that in enough. But Jager, in your own life, I don't know one person that hasn't had a stressful, um, stressful episodes in their life. What are your keys to managing stress? Well, the thing is to try to put yourself always in a preemptive position that you, 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 you avoid stress, meaning that you, know, you need to, uh, any, anything that you are involved with, uh, that you are engaged with, you need to determine your parameters of engagement first and stay within the parameters of engagement. And any time that you see any kind of risk, you try to preempt it and manage it. So there's an amount of uh, risk analysis and risk management to the things that you do. Yes. And uh, if you're prepared, then you know that w- uh, what are the possible risks or stress that you will face, and you'll be prepared to face them. It is surprises that sometimes uh, surprise you, you know? And, and uh, for that too, you need to have a coping mechanism where you quickly uh, make efforts to bounce back uh, and, and, and get back on track. That's a great point, Jagger. And, uh, you know, I think we've had a number of uh, people who are also you know, so very, very wise, and they've said that the least amount of um, disturbance in your life appears to be the best thing. So that planning for stressful events is a, is a great way to do it. Do you, now, one of the things I noticed that you just said there was that there was, you know, the controlled engagement, so making sure that uh, you, you know what's coming, that you exercise, uh, you didn't say anything about food. Do you, do you think that food has much to much of a role to play yes. in successful aging? Yes. Uh, coming back to this to this uh, uh, concept of a healthy lifestyle. Yes. There are num- there are four pillars. The four pillars of a healthy lifestyle are number one, proper nutrition, eating the right things in right amounts at the right times, and the second one is a physically active lifestyle as opposed to a sedentary lifestyle. The third one is avoiding risk factors, avoidance of risk factors. For instance, you know what are the risk factors in life? Uh, Stress was already discussed. The second one are bad habits such as smoking, uh, such as uh, uh, too much of alcohol, such as overeating, uh, and other risk factors. You know, we have a whole list of them. The idea is to uh, know them and to avoid them as much as possible. And the fourth pillar is preventive maintenance. I mean, you know, uh, you, 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 any motor car that runs out of a factory, you expect a warranty certificate and you know that you've got to service it regularly. Yes. And yet, you know, we are born and we think that we can go on for 70 years without anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a great point. That's a great you know, point. So, so basically, you need to do preventive maintenance. So what do I mean? Yeah, I mean, this yours? is linked to your age, you know. When you reach a certain point in your life, you know that... Uh, you could become the subject of various chronic diseases. 
So you start to do uh, medical examinations, screening things, so that you know that you pick them early. And the earlier you pick these, whether they are chronic diseases or even more serious things like uh, cancer and so on, if you can pick them early, you can manage them better. And, uh, you know, you, you, some diseases, of course, once you've got it, you don't cure them, but you manage them well, and they do very minimal damage to you. And Jager, what you're saying here also is uh, obviously, yeah, people can go and get their, their regular checks. But the first three points that you've said is, is, is really, I suppose, the engine that uh, prevents everything, like you've said, is that eating well, uh, the right things at the right time in the right amounts, being physically active and avoiding the risk factors, which for me sounds like common sense, you know, when it, talking about smoking and excess yeah. alcohol. But, but, you know, let me tell you one of the... One, one of the uh, interesting paradoxes in life is what we call the knowledge paradox. People know exactly what is bad and yet they continue to do them. I mean, can you tell me anybody who thinks smoking is good for them? Yeah, spot on. Um, yeah, I mean, they, whole... there is enough. Everybody knows the evidence, but still they take that risk, you know? So this is what we call the knowledge paradox. You know about it, and yet it doesn't affect you. So what is needed here is, 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 is behavioral change. So can I ask you then, I'm a big thing that the knowledge paradox is broken via an uh, empowering peer group. Do you have a group of friends, colleagues, family members that you spend a lot of time with that have similar interests, have similar active lifestyles, um, eat well, you know, avoid the risk factors? Because for me, that's almost the secret to... to uh, succeeding in these areas? Yes, I, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I, 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 obviously, you know, we, we tend to stick together with the converted, don't we? I mean, for instance, if you that's go to the gym, who else is there, you know? That's right. I mean, or, or if you go for a, uh, you know, for a seminar or a workshop on healthy living or something like that, who comes? Is the converted yeah. to come, you know? That's true. But that's the uh, thing so about the, people that know what to do. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. The people that everyone knows what to do, but the people that know what to do and don't do it, I find are generally people that aren't hanging around others that lift them up. They're people that keep them in that safe place that say, oh, we can just go to McDonald's for a, a quarter pounder. It's just one quarter pounder, or we don't have to, we can sleep in in the morning. We don't have to get up. You know, it's raining or whatever. Their peer group doesn't challenge them to, to reach their yeah. potential. You see, because people, you know, uh, generally speaking, People don't impose their will on others. I mean, that's the social, social norm. Mm. You know, uh, you, 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 to retain friendships, sometimes you can't come, down, come too hard, you know. You've you got true. to accept. I mean, I have friends around me who break all these rules, but they are my <laughs> greatest friends as well. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I mean, just, I, I accept it, them for what they are, you know. Of course They, you they do. take these calculated risks. That's their life, you know. Yeah. You're enlightened you though, you know, you'd, you'd have to say that, Jagger, you're enlightened. You've, you've got the information, you know it, you live it, you've seen a lot of people do it and they live it and, you know, those people around you would uh, encourage you and inspire you to continue to do, to, to, to live on the right path, to, to take the right path. But those people who, you know, smoke, drink too much, eat too much sugar, um, don't do any exercise, those sorts of people, you do want to help them, I know, because I've got friends like that too, you, you want to help them out. Um, and you hope that one day they'll come to, to be with you to, to live a life that's similar to yours. But obviously, you can't help everybody, and you just got to lead by example. Um, yes. The point I'm making there is that more people, you're more likely to be overweight if you've got overweight friends. You're more likely to be an alcoholic if you've got alcoholic friends. You're more likely to do the wrong things if in your peer group you've got people that support that behavior. 
And so um, engaging with people that uh, I suppose share your view of longevity, it, it makes things easier. And that's a message we like people to listen to or hear. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is um, uh, this is again a, a, a completely uh, what you call uh, distinct philosophy. You know, uh, this is a philosophy that is exhibited by even the the simplest uh, living being, the amoeba. You know what the amoeba? You know the amoeba? What it does? Oh yes. If if it, it circulates in the fluid and it sees a toxic chemical coming, it puts out feet at the other end, which we call pseudopodia, and it runs away. Yes, right. <laughs> it's clever. <laughs> <laughs> Humans don't do so, that. But so so generally speaking, I mean, uh, it is true. You can be friendly, social, sociable, and everything. But if you find that you are in an environment that is going to give you negativity, or in all its forms. You know, uh, physical, mental, and so on. When you feel you're within within a context where you're going to have negative forces working on you, it is best to be like an amoeba, put out pseudopodia, and move away. <laughs> right. All right then, Jager. So let's hit you with it. You're in your 70th year. You're 70 uh, this November. Um, uh-huh. What are you doing on a daily basis to to maintain? I'm sure you're going to tell us that you're living by these four pillars, but let's look at exercise. What do you do on a daily or a weekly basis? Um, well, uh, to keep yeah, uh, it, it's like this. I, I have a combination of three uh, what do you call uh, what do you call three types of of exercise. Huh? The first one is the aerobic component. You nice. know, the one where you work hard to yes. get your pulse rate up. Keep it there for 20 minutes Huffing. so that you'll get aerobic capacity and improve your cardiovascular fitness. Yes. That's the first component. So for that, I do a jogging either you know, around my house or on my treadmill uh, about three times a week, 20 minutes, getting my pulse rate up to 150, 160. You know? Yep. Uh, I hope people is... are listening to this. Pardon? I hope people are listening to this because it's fabulous. Take notes. Take notes. Here. Yeah. Rewind so, it. Take so notes. That jogging I would do three. three. I would do that three times a week, and on days um, uh, in between, now this is something that I believe in now as we age, it is important that we also do a fair amount of resistance training, meaning weight training, because it is so easy for our muscles to atrophy. So what we need to do is really uh, measure at least twice a week, we should do weight training uh, to strengthen the major muscle groups in our body. So what I have is I have a routine of six exercises, you know, in a gym with weights that allow my major muscle groups to be stressed. Nice. And I keep my tone, my muscle tone, as well as muscle strength. Do you still and have you abs? Know, Do you still have abs? Uh, and, 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 you know, muscle <laughs> metabolizes or burns away fat a lot more. That's right. And burns through your sugar. Do you have abs? Yeah. Do you, know, do you still stand in front of the mirror, Jager, and have a look at your abs? No, no, no. I'm not narcissistic, you know. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> What's the last thing I want to do? You know, I just want to look normal. I just want to look normal. I'm not one of those bodybuilding types, you know. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> All right. And what's the third component? I, I just, I just like the lean and mean and hungry look. You know? Yes, that's good. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. It's yeah. better. It's good. And now, what about what's yeah. the third thing? What's your third exercise? Yeah. Okay. So, the, and the third one is is, is flexibility. Yes. And, you know, as we grow older, our joints get stiffer. Yes. And, and you know, if you're not careful, you can't even tie your shoelaces, you know. That's true. So you, you need part. to be working uh, in between these, 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 these exercises. You find time uh, to be able to stretch, to stretch and to do calisthenics such that you will keep flexibility and your joints supple and your muscles, uh, you know, loose and easy.
it's good. You know, I find oh, a lot yeah. of people have very tight hip flexors, Jagger, and yes. hip flexors, you know, many people get a sore back and they think they've got a back problem, but it's because their hip flexors are so tight. Yes. You know, they're sitting down yes. all the time and they're sedentary, yes. so they've got to stretch that. I agree with that. Now, Jagger, I want to know, what do you eat? What What do you eat? What is your, is your diet always good? Do you have no, do you, okay. do you eat chocolate? Uh, you know, the, the thing about diet, again, one does not need to be, you know, I mean, so fastidious. You know, you need to enjoy life too. Huh? So what is the, what, there are two, two, two things. The, the, the issue here is it is all about moderation and it's all about portion size. You know, you, you should be allowed the, the, the nice things that you enjoy. Yes, Ice cream. Agreed. Durian. You know what's durian? <laughs> what is durian? Yeah, Tell yeah, me durian. It's, a, it's a Malaysian fruit, okay? Really? I mean, okay. But so, so how, how do I manage my crave for durian? When I sit down, <laughs> I eat two or three seeds. I don't eat two <laughs> and, or three fruits. And hey, hey Jago, we have to tell people, durians are the size of a watermelon. With a, <laughs> they are massive. And, uh, and they're a delicacy in a lot of Asian countries. Uh, if you've been to Thailand, yeah, or Malaysia... But uh, yeah. yes, we want to hear. And why is it, Damo, that so many people in their older years have a craving for ice cream? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's soft. It's easy. I don't know. It's sweet. It's, it's sweet. You know, you know oh, I mean, not, nothing gives me pleasure as, as an ice cream uh, two or three times a week, you know? <laughs> you know. And it's not the 36 flavors, you know. It always has to be vanilla with chocolate sauce on top. Yeah. Oh, that's boring, Jager. How do you nah, get away with such boring ice cream? You've got to have chalk mint or something, uh, although, actually. Uh, I'm with you, Jager. <laughs> I think it's, good. it's interesting. Isn't so it the point I'm making is... You don't have to deny yourself to extremes. That's right. Yes. Feed yourself. Feed yourself. But it's all about moderation and portion size. Our two fittest, our two fittest people succeeding with aging well. Pardon? The the two people that are the fittest that we've interviewed, you and another 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 uh, person that we interviewed, Tommy uh, Tommy Hafey. Uh, who's an Australian rules absolute legend? It's still at eighty three years old. Uh, eighty three years old, he's doing two hundred push ups a day, seven hundred sit ups, runs seven kilometers mm-hmm. a day. He's a very very fit man at eighty three years old. He eats ice cream every single night. There must be something in ice cream. Is that what you take? I, <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's got to be exercise. Is in ice cream. It's exercise. <laughs> it's exercise. That's the secret. Yes. So so that's the point. Now you say what do you eat. You need, what do you need is a balanced meal. Okay. And I mean, you know, there's enough literature on balanced meals. Huh? I, we don't need to preach on that. You, it's, it's, the knowledge is fully available everywhere. And, and uh, even now, a lot of restaurants actually put out the content of the food, of the menu. So, uh, you know, that's not an issue. It's basically how you want to address this thing, you know. So if you can eat a balanced meal, and the emphasis should be whenever, ca- whenever you can, con- focus on the fruits and vegetables. Good work, Jager. Good work. Yeah. All right, I've got one last question. This, this is easy. I love this because the simplicity um, of your answers, Jager. I really hope people are getting into this. But I have one last question for you before we wrap it up. You're about yeah. to turn seventy. You are still working. You've got about five jobs. Um, <laughs> you haven't retired. Many people are hanging to get to retirement at sixty-five or earlier if they can. But I am tipping that you're going to say that uh, retirement is probably one of the last things on your mind because you love what you do so much. Can you enlighten us and our listeners on okay. why you're still Basically, working? Basically, I do not like this word retirement. Yeah. I would rather when you leave a job, I call it completion of, ten- of, of your tenancy. Ah. Right. Completion right? Of your, of your, you know, it is not retirement. When the word retirement connotes 
something where you withdraw into a shell, sit in a rocking chair, and just uh, count the days go by, you know. So if you finish the job, you finish your tenure, okay? So yeah. you move on to the next activity. And, 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 and when you talk of uh, uh, people looking forward to retirement, I think what they generally say is that they want to be removed from a stressful environment, and secondly, they would like to do the things they didn't have the time to do. But if you manage your time well, throughout your life, you did not have to sacrifice really anything that you enjoyed doing. You would have found time to do it so that you never really are craving to, to, to take a big chunks of time to do what you wanted to do. And, and also, if you are able to treat your, during your life, if you think your job is your hobby and vice versa, you know, then you remove a lot of stress and difficulties associated with this. And the converse is true. I mean, can you imagine if your job was your hobby and you took away your hobby, how, what you'll be like? That's right. Oh, yeah. every day. That's I love it. it. That's it. Yeah. Love it. Yes. That's it. You wouldn't, people wouldn't be waking up dreading doing their hobby uh, each day, would they? That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, so, you, you, you know, if you can think that your job is your hobby, if you can convince yourself of that, then you look forward to that. And, wow. uh, and you know, I mean, different things interest different people, you know. Uh, and 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 for for example, the kind of things I do with the international sports organizations uh, on a voluntary basis, I thoroughly enjoy doing it. Although it is onerous, it is serious work. It is responsible. I mean, we are handling things like uh, drug abuse in sports and so on. I mean, for instance, when we manage a positive case, it's a very serious business, you know. Uh, and we and we spend a whole day managing this and and sitting down and making sure we don't make any mistake, we don't. Uh, um, <clears throat> cause any problem to anybody at the same time we don't place the organization at legal risk so these are very serious things and 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 yet uh, we feel that when we are involved with this uh, we we are contributing to something we love and uh, in that way although this is onerous work it looks like a hobby to, your, to yourself yeah well it's fabulous wisdom that you've shared with us Jager. we are so grateful for you joining us on 100 Not Out Demo. We've run out of time in this no, edition um, no. of the podcast. No, it goes so fast. I know. I know, but there's plenty of wisdom in there, folks. We'd uh, highly recommend listening back to this one a number of times. But remember, we'd love your feedback. Uh, place your comments in. You can go to our website at www.thewellnesscouch.com slash 100 Not Out. If you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including Damo's number one show, The Wellness Guys. But until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Damien Christoph here. Well, believe it or not, the 100th episode of The Wellness Guys is fast approaching. The best part about this incredible journey for us has been hearing the life-changing stories so many listeners have experienced. And now we want to interview you on The Wellness Guys show. All you have to do is record a short video or audio testimonial using your phone or your computer for us to use on our 100th episode. Email it to info at thewellnessguys.com to enter the draw to win a free VIP ticket to The Wellness Summit in Melbourne. This is on Saturday, August 17th. The value of this is $297. Plus, there are four AV recordings from our Gold Coast Summit valued at $147 each. Plus, one lucky winner will be interviewed by us on our 100th episode. So get to it and good luck.